welcome to the Red, White, and Blue Flags F1 podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Vasquez, and I'm joined by my co-host, Stephen McNally, for your Saudi race preview. And we are going to be recapping what we think is going to happen this week. But also, first, we're going to hit with some of the news going on around F1. Steve? Right. Uh, a couple of news stories throughout the week. Obviously, teams are trying to make sense of what's been going on. Uh, in the aftermath of the Bahrain Grand Prix, uh, no more so than Ferrari, who find themselves at, at a bit of a crossroads very early on in the season. They seem to be uh, in a scramble coming for answers, and I think we expected to come to this at some point in the season, but not after race one. A tradition unlike any other, Steve. Uh, you know, F1 just wouldn't be F1 without Ferrari running around with his pants on fire saying what's happening. But I see Vassour promising that they'll get this right, even though there seems to be a bit disorder amongst the team. I hope so, because my predictions from the last time has them turning it around quickly. So I hope he's right. But uh, Ferrari, you know... This is why they made the changes, but they just seem to be running headlong into a wall every uh, week, and sometimes literally. Right. I mean, you you talk about a tradition like no other, and it really starts with the Italian media in a tradition like no other, stirring up the hornet's nest, uh, trying to, you know, get the rumor mill running as hard as possible. Since the departure of of Matteo Bonato and uh, the ascendancy of Freddie Vassour to team principal, I think the team's kind of found themselves in a bit of a power vacuum. And I I think Freddie had the idea that he was going to come in and be able to maybe not have carte blanche power, but enough say over the team to really be able to have control. And, you know, you see there, there's been kind of a, a purge of some senior members, including the, uh, the head of vehicle concepts, uh, David Sanchez, who quote unquote resigned, and that that's leaving some holes in some key positions for the team. And unfortunately they, they can't immediately backfill some of those F one teams have gardening leave for, for their employees, which is akin to a, a non-compete as we'd be used to where, you know, once they leave a team, they, they cannot join another competitive F one team for, you know, a set period of time. So when you have turnover in, in key positions, it becomes difficult to fill it with, you know, Truly, what you would expect to be the best of the best, right? Because you're you're not only hurting your continuity, but there is no there is no all star walking through that door to come and save you either. And in this instance for Ferrari, it, not only are they not finding any all stars walking through their door, they're not listening to them either. And this is the funny thing for me, you know, uh, watching Drive to Survive for this season. You could watch Charles and and Carlos say that pretty much decisions were made, not by them. Drivers don't have much of a say, and but it sure felt like there was no one making any say. And now we still have the same problem. So I really, I'm really curious about my prediction this week. But we'll get to that in a bit. But it, it's one of those things where you don't like seeing this dysfunction in the team after race one. Right, and and certainly no one more so than Charles Leclerc, who, you know, everyone's got the, the big dream in their eyes of racing for Ferrari and, you know, to, to achieve that dream and to have, you know, your hands on the wheel of a championship contending car. And 
for your team to just keep scoring own goals is incredibly frustrating. And he needed, you know, he needs assurances to make sure that the team's going in the right direction because he, a, a driver of his caliber cannot afford to, to waste his prime. So uh, one of the things that happened this past week is he, he sought out uh, the big boss of Ferrari, the, you know, the, the chairman, John Elkin for, for a one-on-one to, to talk to, you know, uh, allay his fears. Rumor has it, Charles stepped away from that conversation with, with enough assurances, but the the talk has been talked, but the walk needs to follow. So speaking of, of drivers not wasting their opportunities, let's shift gears to Mercedes here. And uh, if you love Ryan's analogies to other sports in F1, you're in for a new one. And also, if you just like me talking about Mercedes, here's also another thing. But Lewis is what we would like to call in his LeBron James with the Lakers years. And you don't want to squander those years. You'd, every year is a gift at this point. And that's where he's at with Mercedes right now. And, you know, we just talked about Ferrari. Everyone's dream is to race for Ferrari. And he even said so. That's the dream. And we see those rumors trickling out this week, Steve. Lewis, he's on that one-year contract. Uh, you know, what's his next team? And Ferrari always the first team that gets trotted out and dangled out there. So what do we think with the disruption and everything going on and the assurances to, to Charles and Carlos and whatever's going on? And what do we think? Well, I, I don't think you'll find more of a company man outside of John Cena in the WWE than, <laughs> than, than you will Lewis Hamilton at Mercedes. Uh, he will continue to be, you know, a, a, a ray of supportive positivity for, for his team and, continue to tow the company line as, as will, you know, George and Toto. So I don't think you'll find anyone willing to plant the seeds that he won't eventually retire with this team, but it's such a tantalizing prospect, you know, to, to have a seven time world champion race at the, you know, most decorated, most recognizable team. And, you know, he himself in the past has said, I'm surprised it hasn't happened, you know, at some point. He he thought at some point he'd find himself a Ferrari. Obviously, he signed very young at McLaren and, you know, won his first championship there, had a lot of success, got convinced by Nicky Lauda to go over to Mercedes at a time where they did not show the promise of being, you know, a dominant force, made the right decision at the right time and obviously made history with the team. But... To, to come so painfully close to having the most championships and setting yourself apart from everyone to half a lap away and in the way that it happened and, and to think that, you know, my team's going to give me a chance to fight back the very next year. And now we're two years in and he looks no closer. So I, I don't think it's off the table. So a few interesting facts to consider here before we go down a rabbit hole, Steve. I, I saw this and it was a bit interesting. Lewis Hamilton is the only driver with four or more championships to his name to never eventually drive for Ferrari. He has not driven yet. We saw Sebastian Vettel win his four elsewhere, but did eventually finish part of his end of his career with Ferrari or tried to chase that other championship with Ferrari until that petered out. And so do we see Lewis do his best Seb impression and go over to Ferrari? I don't know. But... I believe Carlos and Charles are under contract through the 2024 season. Not abnormal. We just saw Danny get out of a contract. Yeah, I was going to say, ask, ask Danny how important contracts are. Right. 
he's the like you know the poster child for them not counting so let's play this out a little bit all right let's say mercedes isn't in at the end of the year and we we don't know i mean we were seeing the struggles here and he's like i've really got to find a situation here in my last couple of years to chase my championship i really don't see a landscape steve that offers a viable option for him other than staying with mercedes or going to ferrari yeah but I, i'm not even convinced ferrari i mean what what proof do they have that they can deliver a season-long race-winning championship competing car they can do it for part of a season even when when seb was at ferrari they were able to to lead the championship 2017 2018 uh seb led for the first you know eight or nine rounds and eventually ferrari and, and lewis caught up to them and surpassed them um you know so i i don't know if lewis looks at ferrari as like I would like to race for them before I retire. It, you know, I, I think LeBron, that, that comparison is pretty apt because, you know, he looked at, Hey, er, everyone like wants to be a Laker before they retire or everyone dreams of putting on the purple and gold. I think everyone dreams of driving the red car. So, you know, what would he consider it? Even though he, he wouldn't have the chance. I, I don't think his championship years to himself are up yet. I don't think he is at a position where he can just, you know, do the Seb move to Aston Martin or do the uh, Kimi Raikkonen move to Alfa Romero and just say, I'm fine with riding in the midfield cars as long as I have a ride. Right. And, you know, talking about what does that next few years look like? Is he in his last few years here? Or uh, as Fernando Alonso has uh, another analogy, found his Tom Brady years that can we see an extension on some F1 lives, especially for exceptional drivers, right? All I know is if you have a car that competes and and can be up at the sharp end of the field and you put Lewis Hamilton behind the wheel, like that that's enough of a chance. Uh I you know, he he's won in you know, the third fastest car in the field. He he didn't ultimately do it last year. Uh you know, couple of uh, strategy questionable moves and obviously fighting from behind all year. The only time in his career it didn't happen, but he's able to win in subpar machinery. If you give him the car, you know, outside of Max, I'm not sure there's another talent out there to get the most out of the, the vehicle that they're in. That leads us into a recap of our predictions. I know we did this after the Bahrain race, but let's just kind of see where we stand still on our predictions for this. Yeah. Movie. So, I mean, we're talking about this race in Saudi Arabia on the Corniche circuit. You know, the last two years has provided some pretty top notch racing. We've had battles for the lead in both races. You know, in, in 2021, we had Max versus Lewis, which, which had everything penalties. It had, Calls from race control to give back positions, illegal overtakes, them playing, you know, DRS chicken to see who would get the additional boost on the next straight. They obviously had, you know, the most infamous coming together of two cars in the last 20 years when, uh, you know, Max did the quote unquote brake check on Lewis. So that race had everything. And then the following year, last year, we had Max versus Charles, which had plenty of overtakes and re-overtakes for the lead. And again, playing the little, you know, DRS chicken game of, you know, I'm going to break a little bit early to let you hit that DRS indicator line first so that coming out of the turn, 
on that front straight, I'm the one with the DRS, and I could just pass you easily going into turn one. It's an interesting racing. We talked about last week, what, six cars technically did not finish the race, and I know we said one of those cars didn't technically start. Yeah, the race is a meat grinder. You know, and I believe one car was also a lap down. So, you know, it's one of those things where if you scored points, you were the only ones who really had a chance to. Um, the the race itself was still in that good range for some cars last year. Theoretically, if this Ferrari setup is still good, it's still competitive, then it should be competitive here. And that was one of my predictions was that we would see Ferrari on the top of the podium this week and i'm going to stick with that with yeah, you charles. had you had charles winning and, and you had i said two ferraris I, I will be specific i think carlos will finish third i do think a red bull will sneak in between them um and i did you know to your point which you're bringing up i think a rookie because of just how this race is i think it's one of those rookies are going to be able to sneak into the points this week and get their first points of the season and one bonus from you was no penalties for espan Ocon this week <laughs> well, you know, this is the key thing for me, too, Steve. We talk about this. You know, Esteban may not get it out of the first couple of laps. If he crashes, I'm pretty good. He, how many more penalties can he get if he's crashed, right? He, so, I mean, you, you would you would think, you know, there's no taking your helmet off penalty like in the NFL after you crash. So, right. I'm rolling um, the dice. I just think I have a lot of things going for me with Esteban not getting more penalties than last week. So th- those are your predictions. My predictions, I talked about there being two red flags over the weekend. Now they they have made some safety improvements to the track. Uh, you know, after Mick had a, his huge crash in qualifying last year, we ended up missing the race because all the King's men could not put his car back together again. <laughs> they have moved back the fences in five of the corners to give a little bit more runoff space and and open up the sight line so there's a little less blind corners. Turn twenty two twenty three complex they've tightened up which is the the last turn before that super long curved back straight that had that max and lewis incident so that's going to lead to a like a, a slower starting speed onto that straight and they they've smoothed out the curbs they kind of thought curbs might have been a contributing factor to mix crash he's kind of straddled it and unsettled the car especially how low these cars run in this new generation of formula one car i still think the whole field won't survive the track. It's just too tough. The wall's too close. I think it'll be safer, and I'm, I like all the changes they made, but I still expect two red flags. I expect essentially the same podium as Bahrain. I think Red Bulls, I mean, from what they've shown, you know, prove me wrong that somebody's going to beat them. So I expect it to be a Max, Checo, and Fernando again on the podium because at, as of right now, that looks like the second best car. Um, at least finishing wise, Ferrari could be second fastest, but f- finish the race. And I said, we'll get one of the Haases in the points. For me, we agree on one Red Bull getting on the podium. So it'll be an interesting race. And I think that's part of the, the appeal of this race is it is a bit of toss up. I think we could both legitimately be right, just depending on how the cars align. All of that is realistic and on the table this week. And that's the fun of Jetta, right? Absolutely. It's definitely one we're looking forward to. If all else, it'll provide sparks of excitement. Hopefully, you know, a mix up, you know, even though I predict to be seeing the same, I always hope to see the underdog or a surprise. Uh, And we hope that everyone gets to go home safe afterwards. 
True. One quick update before we cla- we cap this out, Steve, on one of your long-term predictions. A little chatter this week of people not happy with Danny Ricardo not being uh, second seed at Red Bull. Uh, it's happening, Steve. It's starting to happen in week one. Your, your, your lovely, very long shot, uh, Danny finishing the season in the Red Bulls uh, two-seat. I may have to do a, a tattoo bet on this. Like, it might get to that level. You know, Danny's a big fan of the tattoo bet. I I might have to get a honey badger tattoo if this well, comes to I, fruition. Well, I think you made the prediction though, so it doesn't go the other way. He would have to get a tattoo of whatever you want because it happened for him instead. Doesn't know who I am. <laughs> I'd like to well, change that, will, but he doesn't. He will. He will soon, Steve. He will soon. And that's a good part for us to leave you this week. Thanks for tuning in to the Red, White, and Blue Flags F1 podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Vasquez, joined by my co-host, Stephen McNally, and we'll catch you after the race in Jeddah.